Let's go to Grant Morris, our historian. Hi, Grant. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Good. Interested in this week's topic, the history of gambling in New Zealand. And that $33 million lotto win has got you thinking. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, just the sheer size of it and um, the attention that the, you know, that was on it from the nation and everyone rushing out and buying lotto tickets. It's like the old days, you know, when lotto first came out. And I thought, well, I must go back even further than that. Where does the story begin then? So it begins at the beginning, really. um, uh, And I mean, we'll take it today from uh, the beginning of Cultural Encounter, so when the first Europeans come to, to New Zealand. But from the beginning, they're bringing in. You know, European, um, American uh, approaches to gambling, uh, and you know that can take so many, so many different forms. So, kind of running through the the talk today, you've you've got the the theme of more informal gambling, so you know card games, dice games, and things like that. You know, betting on whatever's around. Yeah. Um, you can imagine the whalers and sailors and traders doing that. You know, um, late 18th, early 19th century, and then you've got the the more formal forms of gambling, which come a bit later. But yeah, right from the beginning, you're getting these, you know, pretty tough and rough characters who are trying to make some money out in New Zealand, uh, engaged in gambling, and you know, doing it in the um, the pubs or the um, you know, wherever you know the sh- on the ships and um, at at home, so you get those early beginnings, uh, and then then you start to get um, more developments. So once we get to eighteen, well, eighteen thirties is you know you can uh, see the first the beginnings of horse racing, but oh, well. Yeah, more the eighteen forties. You get the first proper race meets. Then you get, you know, New Zealand's one of the one of the tri- trifecta. You know, the magic trifecta: racing, rugby, and beer. And racing's number one in that that cliche. And that just emphasises how important racing was. So, uh, you get, you know, ra- racing becomes kind of the the centre of of at least regulated um, gambling in New Zealand. And uh, you know, you get the the rise of the bookmakers or the bookies, you know, who would you know give the odds, take the bets, and take a big cut as well. And they, and they became a you know just an iconic figure in New Zealand during that time. And you know, many people, you know, if they wanted to engage in gambling, you know, not just watch horses run around a track, but um, engage in gambling, really did it <clears throat> through racing. Um, and uh, what what we see is the government reacting to that. So in 1881, I won't go too much into the law, but you have the Gaming and Lotteries Act. And the, the idea of that act is to say, well, we want to regulate gambling. There's too much of this backroom gambling going on. Mm. Um, we want to, you know, on cards and dice and all that kind of thing. We want to we want to basically say, no, you know, we're not going to support that, but we are going to allow certain types of gambling, for example, um, horse racing. Uh, but also um, the idea of, the, the proto lotteries, so this idea of an art union or or a lottery which is done to raise money, so you know it's still still part of that tradition where where you know money from lottery goes to good causes, but the idea that yeah you can have your lotteries, um, which were becoming more popular as a fundraiser, but they're going to be regulated, um, and yeah so. Um, I guess two reasons for the government to be involved, right? One, one to keep illegal or, or dodgy elements out, and the other to make sure that they're getting a cut. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that, that's always, that's always been a good money earner. Um, and also the ability to divert some of the money to good causes as well, whether it's back into, you know, um, race courses or whether it's um, into charities. So, 
uh, you get you get that regulation. Now let's you know let's not be naive. The illegal uh, backroom gambling, well, it continued and it became illegal, but it continued as as did bookies. I mean, bookies were basically declared illegal in 1910. Um, they were just making too much money, and the government thought, well, we can we can do that even better. But they they continue to be a, to be a factor uh, in an illegal sense. Um, even though they're not, yeah, supposed to be on the, you know, um, near 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 the racing industry, um, and then of course the government enters in in the racing industry with the TAB um, after the Second World War, and the idea that they're going to actually set up this this body which will be the you know, the the main platform for gambling, uh, and um, you, know, it's, you know, TAB today I think is still probably where. Um, many New Zealanders will place a bet, and, and, and on more than just racing, of course, these days on any sport that um, yeah. happens to be on there. Um, so, I mean, when we think of the lotteries, we think of lotto, but for a while, um, it was only, I think, the 1980s when that was arrived, but people did have lotteries before that, right? Yeah, so they had these art union, as they were called, kind of a euphemism to, to raise money. And then, of course, Golden Kiwi, uh, early 1960s, and remember Golden Kiwi, which a lot of kind of took out in the late 80s, but um, that was that was a big one. Um, but, you know, from basically until a lot in 1987, you could see, um, you know, horse racing, gambling, really, and, and, and trotting and, and greyhound racing, you know, had, had the, um, the dominance. And then you get two huge changes, uh, one after the other. You get Lotto in 1987, which everyone watches, everyone buys a ticket. And then you get the casinos in 1989. So the and, and that's that's a big missing gap in our gambling history compared to say the United States or right. other jurisdictions where the where the you know the casino the gambling house, the public gambling house um, you know uh, is is there and in New Zealand it's you know it's only recently where you get these organised casinos and, and you know the the resistance to them as well. So, um, yeah, so you get Lotto, and, and Lotto is huge uh, and continues to be huge, as, as we know, from you know, what inspired this talk. But the other the other big new one as well is the um, pokies or oh, the yeah, gambling machines. So that's yeah. late 80s as well. So horse racing has this dominance up until that time, and then in, come, in comes Lotto, in comes casinos, in comes the pokies, and then horse racing drops to number four um, in terms of... Is this some... I mean, all late 80s, is this a kind of a um, fourth Labour government deregulation um, mm-hmm. story? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's part of that, that trend. Um, I think it's also, they would I'd probably argue, modernisation as well, saying, OK, how are things done in Australia and in the States and in similar jurisdictions? Why is New Zealand, you know, taking such a, you know, Puritan, if you want, um, approach to, to, to gambling um, in terms of, you know, uh, not allowing... Uh, these these forms and 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 also I suppose there's also been this trend of saying well we don't want all the gambling money going offshore we might as well uh, keep it in New Zealand and, and get some of it you know whether it's for, for government um, or, or charity uh, so there's there's that view as well. Someone wanted to mention the boat trips to international waters. Yeah, to to get around the laws. Yeah, yeah, Incredible. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so what do we? What do we learn when we uh, look back on the history of gambling in New Zealand? I think, I mean, it's a fascinating, fascinating history, and, and there's lots to it. Um, I think one of the interesting things though, is, I think you know, the, what a, you can take a quite a neutral approach to it, or even a bit of an upbeat approach. You know, after the races isn't this fun, but it's actually not particularly positive <laughs> if, you, if you look at just the amount of 
you know, uh, money that's been wasted and people have been ruined and and dodgy elements um, that that uh, permeate the history of gambling. I'd I'd, I'd probably uh, caution about being you know seeing it as too positive a a part of our history. Mm. And um, we don't hear much about the anti-gambling lobby in New Zealand. No, I remember a march um, against the casino in, in Hamilton. I, I slept in. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> the friend I was supposed to go with went on it. Oh, yeah. um, but I missed that one. Um, and you know, things, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it seems to be going fine at the moment. But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, there was, you know, back, back in the you know, earlier times, there was more of an organised lobby group particularly from the Protestant churches, against gambling. But it never really got the cut through, especially you know, how, with the popularity of horse racing. Uh, people are just going to do it. You know, It's like trying to ban alcohol, I suppose. Mm. Prohibition, people are just going to do it underground and, and illegally, and government will miss taxation. So you know, I suppose the, the reality is that you know, you've got to have it and you've got to regulate it. Casinos in Auckland, Hamilton, Christchurch, Queenstown and Dunedin... No casino in Wellington. No, no, and that's um, I think it's you know um, it's an interesting one um, as to why that's why that's never occurred, um, and, and there'll be a story to that. I remember reading it once, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, all good. Mm-hmm. Um, nice to talk to you. Thank you so much, Grant. All right, Dr. Good Grant Morris, our uh, resident historian with the history of gambling in New Zealand. Yeah, if you do know why. Um, why that never happened, or if you have a theory, uh, text it on 2101, let me know.